0: Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 If you are new, today is your first time of being in church with us We've been taking a series from Ephesians 3 Titled, The Unsearchable Riches in Christ Jesus The Unsearchable Riches in Christ We are making an attempt to understand the things that are for us in Christ. We are laying a foundation. We understood that there are endless riches that God has made available for us. And the only way we can come into this you know, reality is when we know them, when we are able to understand these things that God has made available uh, available unto us in the beloved in the Son. And then we duly are able to lay claim Appropriate in our own lives. Chapter 8. Uh, chapter 3 verse 8 is a scripture. Is, is the verse that we. We have as a key text. Key verse. Paul here is speaking to the Ephesians. He says to me. Who am less than the least. Of all the saints. This grace was given. That I should preach. Among the Gentiles. The unsearchable riches. Of Christ. Hallelujah. The unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Or in Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. Here we see Paul considering himself as least of all the saints. You know. And this is not coming from the position of the lack of knowledge of who he is. His identity in Christ. This is not coming from the position of the lack of uh, sense of uh, assertiveness in his identity as a believer. It's not coming from the point of insecurity. Amen? He is able to see himself in accordance to who really he is. And sometimes, you know, we, we, we could express similar words. But ours can come from the position of, you know, of our insecurities. Maybe we don't understand what Christ has done for us. We don't understand who we are in Christ. In 1 uh, Corinthians 15 verse 9, we see what Paul is is, 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 is is coming from. First Corinthians 15 verse 9 to 11. You can help me read, yes. Hallelujah. For I am what I am in Christ. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. Looking at his life and all that he has done, all the atrocities he has committed, he was very active in persecuting the church. But yet in all that wickedness, in all that sinfulness, in all that transgression, we see how God goes out to pick him from where he is, And make him who he is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So he had the understanding of where he was coming from. And where he is right now. So he understood that grace has brought him to where he is. Hallelujah. And sometimes we similarly may be thinking as expressing similar words. But not coming from the position of who we are in Christ Jesus. And we always think that we are not worthy of God's love. We are not worthy of God's provisions. We are not worthy of God's, you know, blessings. We are not worthy of God's forgiveness. Because of the things that we might have done. We see here, Paul, give credit to what God has done for him. Hallelujah. And I want you to know, to begin by laying this fact or this foundation in our hearts that... You, 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 are, you are a recipient of God's grace, you qualify as a child of God to receive all the blessings that are in Christ Jesus. Because of his grace, because of his endless mercy, you are qualified to do what? To enjoy his provision. Hallelujah. So when we are talking about riches in Christ Jesus, I want us to read Ephesians chapter 1 We're just going to look at only one thing today and then that's all Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 It says Praise be to God Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ Who has blessed us In the heavenly realms With every spiritual blessings In Christ Hallelujah Now the believer is already blessed Amen? Say, I am already blessed. I am already blessed. If you are a believer, you've received the life of Christ, you are born again, you are already blessed. Amen? There is no any other blessings that you seek again than the blessings that God has blessed you with. Hallelujah. Everything that God will do, he has already done it. In fact, God is not doing anything new again. Everything has been accomplished in the person of Jesus Christ. But most often we don't see this manifesting in our lives because of ignorance and lack of knowledge of what Christ has has achieved. Who has blessed us? Blessing here is in the past tense. He has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. You are not looking forward to be blessed because you are blessed. Amen? You are already a blessed man. You are already a blessed woman. So you don't live right or do right to be blessed by God. Your attempt is not to make God bless you, your obedience is not to receive blessings from God. You are already blessed. This understanding should fuel our right living. You don't give to be blessed. Amen? You don't give offering to church to be blessed. You give because you are already blessed. From the abundance of the blessings that he has blessed you, you give. So when you do good works, you don't do them to earn favor from God. You are already favored. Therefore, you have the capacity to be accepted by God. A man who is not born again... No matter how much he gives to God, he cannot please God. He cannot, you know, make God happy. Amen? Good works cannot make God happy. The most moral human being that is not a believer, at its best, he's an enemy of God. But a man who is in Christ is a man who, has, who is righteous. is a man who is already who is already accepted in the beloved. is a man who is already made perfect in the beloved. It's a man who, who already pleased God. To be in Christ means that you already please God positionally. Your status as a believer means that you please God already. So you don't do things to be blessed. You don't give to be blessed. You don't serve in the church to be blessed. You are blessed, therefore you give. You are blessed, therefore you serve. You are blessed, therefore, you are a blessing to other people around you. Hallelujah. Now, from that verse 3, it says, In the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. So your blessings is not partial. Amen. The blessings are not what are not partial. You have every blessings completely, the complete blessings of God has been given to you, the believer. Even though the manifestation might vary in our individual lives because of our understanding, because of our level of, of growth, it doesn't mean that those blessings are not there. Amen? It doesn't mean that those blessings are not there. You are already blessed with every blessing, every blessing that you can ever think of. God has given to us in Christ Jesus. These unsearchable riches are spiritual blessings and not physical. Most of the times when we talk about blessings, the things that come quickly to our mind are material things. Amen? Now, I'm not, really, I'm not saying material things are inconsequential to our living. Hallelujah. Money is good. Make money. Amen? Make money. You know, don't hate money. If you hate money, you can't make money. Hallelujah. What you hate, you can't attract. Some of us, our poverty is from our mind. Our predisposition to wealth. Anybody you see that is rich is a criminal. Anybody you see driving a car, this person is a thief. or is a politician that he stole money from government. That's our predisposition. So we are. We are we we hate people that are rich therefore we are not even we are not even thinking of being becoming rich we cannot be rich that way hallelujah now what we are talking about here is not material things amen the unsearchable riches because let me tell you if it's material things we have seen material things hallelujah he's not talking about cars he's not talking about houses this unsearchable riches is not talking about degrees phd's msc's ssc's all the diplomas we can kind of gather in this life it's not talking about money the nature of this blessing is what is spiritual and not material spiritual blessings or blessings that pertain to the life and the spirit hallelujah so if you are here and then anticipating me to begin to make declaration you receive it receive cars, receive houses, receive husbands, receive wives, receive children those things are good they are good, but then they are not the most important thing hallelujah those things are not worth us sitting here, amen they are not worth us sitting here you can get that, any unbeliever can get those things, hallelujah But these blessings are spiritual blessings. For what is material will pass away. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. I don't know whether you have amplified. You can help me if you have amplified. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. To just lay a foundation concerning the kind of blessing we are talking about. The kind of blessings that we call unsearchable. They are the ones that the mind cannot comprehend. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, amplified. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. For the things that are visible, they are what? They are temporal. Amen? They are what? They are brief, right? But the things that are unseen... They are what? They are deathless. They are, what does the King James says? They are eternal. Hallelujah. So these unsub- unsearchable riches we are talking about are eternal things. Things that cannot die. Things that cannot be, be expanded with time. Hallelujah. Things that cannot, cannot lose value. The tear loses value every day. Isn't it? Don't even talk about the Nigerian Naira. Amen? Don't even talk about what is happening to the British pounds. The British pounds that was highly elevated above all currencies. The dollar is shifting it away. So these blessings are things that cannot lose value because things that are physical, things that are physical, the Bible says they are transient. The word temporal, right? There are things that come and they, they go. Jesus cannot die for something that is temporal. Amen. It's not worth him coming to die. If his word can come and go with season, with error, with, with, with generation. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. You know, Paul talking to, 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 to Timothy concerning people that are rich. 1 Timothy, give me 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Command those, teach those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor trust in uncertain riches. The Bible calls riches money uncertain. Amen. See, you can lose everything in one night, one day, you can lose everything. Amen. So if your hope is on something that is not certain, then it's not hope at all. Hallelujah. So this thing cannot be material things. The blessings we are talking about cannot be material blessings. It's far beyond that. Amen? It's far beyond material things. If your busting is in your education, my brother, sometimes, time to come, Right? In the next five years, I was telling some people, I said, see, in the next five years, what you are studying will not be relevant. Robots will take your job with technology. Your degree, our parents used to tell us, go to school, go to school. (laughs) My mom used to say, see, the legacy that I will give you, the thing I will give you in this life is education. And I used to think, I used to believe. But where, where I am right now, I know. Hmm? Riches is riches. You understand? In their generation, certificate was valuable. But today, with a certificate, you don't have anything in you. You can't, you can't make it away in life. Hallelujah. So don't bust in, in the paper they give in school. Don't glory in the money you have, the car you have, you know, the house you have, the family you are coming from, even the position you are occupying. Today you are a king, tomorrow you are removed as a king. It can happen. So these things are not just things. We can't be pursuing things that are are temporal. The unsearchable riches that God has blessed us with, they are not temporal things. They cannot be temporal things. Our hope is not in this world only. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19. Check amplified and then we look at it in the in the TPT. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 19. Yes, TPT. Is that amplified? Okay, read the the, the the passion translation. I love the way it put it in TPT. First Corinthians fifteen verse nineteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. If the benefits that Christ brought for us is in cars, is in f- flimsy things that will come and go, the Bible says that you are the most pitied. Hallelujah. Do you know why? Because even the unbelievers, they have these things. So what makes difference between you, that is a believer, and he, that is, not, that is an enemy of God? You are running after money, he is running after money. In fact, some of them can make this money without even God. Hallelujah. The richest people on four are not believers. So if you think that the blessings in Christ is money, is material things, then I think you, you need a reorientation about what really Christ has done for you. Hallelujah. And then the Bible made this clear that these unsearchable riches are in the heavenly realm. You know, whenever I come to this reality of where my blessings are, or from what dimension God has blessed me, it makes me happy, it makes me rejoice, it makes me, it makes me live with with confidence. Hallelujah. Your blessings are not on earth where moth, where ants, termites, where inflation, where change of government, where you know. Political uh, policies will make your blessings corrupt or lose value. First Peter chapter chapter 1 verse 3 talks about this. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Yes, verse 5. Verse 5, jump to verse 5. No, 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 verse 4 rather. Verse 4 from verse 4. hmm Yes. hmm Hallelujah. It says, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in the heavenly for you hallelujah it is reserved in the reign of the heavenlies for us who are kept by the power of god through faith for, for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time hallelujah in this verse 6 in this you god, you greatly rejoice this is the reason why we rejoice Though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. So when we say rejoice, we're not saying rejoice because you know, you have material blessings. We're not rejoicing because our life is... some of, Let me tell you, some of us you see us jumping and shouting and screaming. If you know the things we are passing through. But we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't remain in the in the physical things that has that happened unto us. We rejoice because we know we have something intangible. We rejoice because we know we have something that is eternal. We rejoice because we know we have something that can never be taken away from us. Even if this world will fade away, those things are things that can never fade away. They are incorruptible. They are unchangeable. They are eternal. As long as God is living, those things are Hallelujah. This is the nature of the riches that we have in Christ Jesus. It's, un- it's-, 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 it's not corruptible. Amen. So let me just introduce us to one one, one, one. one of it and then we go. What are these unsearchable riches? Amen. Number one, the blessing of election. Amen. The blessing of what? Of election. Ephesians 1 verse 4. It says. For he chose us in him. In who? In him. Before the creation of the world. To be holy and blameless. In his side in love. God chose us in him. Before the creation of the world. To be holy. And blameless in his side. In love. Now, election means God's choice of an individual based on his sovereign grace and not merit. Hallelujah. Now, you don't have what it takes for God to choose you. Amen? You don't have all it qualifies for you to be chosen by God. God chose you as a believer out of his sovereign grace. Amen? Out of his word, his sovereignty, he chose you. He chose us in him. So, it's not because you've been in your best conduct that is why God chose you. No. It's not because you've not done some terrible things. You know, the things I did are just the sin. I know I just lie and then steal here and there. I've not done the worst sins. That's why I think I qualified for the love of God. No. Or oh, you are thinking, oh, I've done the most terrible things in this life and God cannot do anything with my life. No. No. It is God's sovereignty that has made our election sure in Him. Hallelujah. So you don't do anything to merit the things that you see manifesting in your life. The blessings of election is not only in a new test, it's not only a new testament thing. For instance, in the Old Testament, God graciously chose Abraham and blessed him to become a blessing to a nation. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Looking at the background of Abraham. Abraham came from a very idolatry background. Amen? Abraham came from a background that does not even know God. But God chose him. Let's, let's look at that Genesis chapter chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. yes Mm -hmm. hallelujah god decided by his sovereignty to choose abraham not because abraham is the most is no special person upon the face of the earth. No. It is God's prerogative to show forth his love. To express his love. God decided to, chose, to choose Abraham. As a channel to which he will bring about the manifestation of his blessings to us today. And when we talk about this blessing, we are not talking about material things. Don't forget. The blessings that are in Christ Jesus. The gifts that we have in Christ Jesus. The choice of the nation of Israel. God chose the nation of Israel to be his treasured possession, not because they were greater than the other other nations or because of their righteousness, but because of his love. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6 to 8. And Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2. You see where God, through Moses, is telling the people, see, God has chosen you not because you are better than other nations. But it's because of his love that he has expressed towards you. That is why you've been chosen to be the nation by which you made manifest his love for mankind. Hallelujah. Consequently, Christ in Christ, God chose us from all the peoples of the world to become his people, a decision based on his amazing love. Amen. So the conduct or the concept of election the choice of God didn't start in the New Testament era. It has always been the character of God to show his unmerited mercy and grace to mankind. Hallelujah. That is why you must see yourself as the candidate of God's grace. You must see yourself as a recipient of his mercy. The believer's election is before The foundation of this world. You are not an afterthought. Amen? You are not an afterthought. You are not accidentally loved by God. You are not mistakenly, since I'm loving people in this, let me just love you. Just join them. Let me love you. No, 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 no. That's not the way the love of God is. God has loved. He says that he has chosen us where? Before the world was created in him. Jesus was slain before the world was created. So your election was even before you were created. So if you were not created and God has already chosen you, how did you participate in the choosing of yourself? Hallelujah. How did you participate? How, what is your role in the choice that God has chosen you? Since it was before the foundation of the world. So you contributed nothing in the choice that God has made concerning you. See, it is not a presidential election that you campaign for people to choose. You know, they go, they lie. I'll do this, I'll do that. They make promises. Whatever they promise is what they will not keep. Amen? And some of us are in the practice of Lord. If you save me this time around, I will never do it again. As though the mercy of God is dependent on your promise to him. Amen. I know, I, I can just imagine God looking at you. You promise you will not do it. Amen. And that's exactly what you will do. You will do it so swiftly. So effortlessly. Because you think that it's by your strength that you will not do. Hallelujah. So stop relying on your strength to please God. Amen. You are already pleased. God is already pleased by you in Christ. Hallelujah. What makes God happy about you is your position in Christ. Therefore, you can now by his power. Because the scripture says it's him that works in you. It is him that is walking in you through the spirit that is in you. To have desire for the things that pleases him. In fact, it is the Spirit of God that lifts out the Christ like life in you. You cannot manufacture this life by, by making resolutions, by self will. You will set, you set up yourself for failure when you decide to live the Christian life by your strength. God purposefully chose you for His purpose. Irrespective of your current experiences. Now, what you experience in the physical is not in any way negating your election in Christ. Hallelujah. So somebody will tell you, no, you know, you are suffering because, you know, God, God has not, you know, because you have problem with God. No. What is happening to you in the physical, let me tell you, is common to men. Amen. What is happening in your family is not new. If it's sickness, you're not the first person to be sick. And you will not be the last. If it's financial problem, that's nothing to do with what God has done for you. That's what I want you to know. It has no effect. There's no correlation. Am I using the right statistic word? There's no correlation between who you are, right? And what you're suffering. They are mutually exclusive. Don't join them. Mm -mm. Amen? That is why we can rejoice in the midst of those things. That's why the Bible will say rejoice in the midst of trials. Rejoice in all things, in all circumstances. Give thanks. Because we have something much more greater than what we are experiencing in the physical. Hallelujah. So when you come to church, come to church Happy and come to church rejoicing. See, rejoicing is what you do. Hallelujah. If you can talk, it means you can rejoice. Amen. If you can sing, it means you can rejoice. Amen. If somebody talks to you and you want you reply to the person, it means that it's a choice you make to reply, right? So, so rejoicing is not just something that comes out, you can rejoice, you can choose to rejoice. Hallelujah. Because we have every blessing in the spiritual realms. So your experience is not what determines your, your, your election, your background, where you are coming from. Some of us think that the countries we are coming from is a misfortune. For us, you could have disadvantage physically because of where you're coming from. Amen. Some level of disadvantage because of your biological, you know, origin. But spiritually, you are limitless. Hallelujah. And by the time you begin to function in your spiritual identity, it brings about a breakthrough even in the physical. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you must know that your background does not matter, your status. You've been chosen by God. By God's grace. Amen. It is what? It is God's grace. Status you are today is grace. So don't think that you are better than any other person. Amen. The most spiritual person you know today, the most anointed man you know today is anointed by grace. Hallelujah. The bishop you have in your country, that is your geo and you, what qualifies you is the same. Is grace. His grace is not made in China and you own in your country is the same grace common grace that's what the scripture says common grace hallelujah and then the scripture says that we've been chosen to what ah, oh lord okay let me just use some few minutes it says you have been chosen to be holy and blameless Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 now to be holy means to be set apart for a purpose amen You've been chosen to be what? To be holy. Holy means set apart for, for a purpose. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 talks about our identity. If you are there, you can read 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: you are drenched with what? with God's love You know what it means to be drenched? You are drunk with God's love. You are swallowed up in God's love. You were not a people, but now, now, I mean, right now, your reality is that you are a chosen man. But you are a chosen generation, a royal pursuit, a holy nation, His own special people. Say, I'm special. I'm special. I'm special. Some of us, our words are heavy to say because we know what we've done. Amen? So, what you've done, maybe last night or even this morning, is not allowing you to profess who you are in Christ. Amen? It's blocking, it's a barrier. So, my desire is that God will lift up that veil away from you. Because when you see who you are, amen, you know that is beyond the things that happen in the physical. Now we are not saying that it's a license for you to live in sin. Amen. It is not. If you understand the grace of God. You will not contaminate yourself with sin. Hallelujah. You will not give room for contamination. Of who really God has made you to be. Holy. Hallelujah. Holy does not mean sinlessness. It means you are set apart, you are special for a purpose. Who, yes, verse 9, says, He says his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has called you out of darkness and he has made you in light so that you express the same light. Once we were not a people, but now the people of God who have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You've obtained mercy. Hallelujah. Say, I've obtained mercy. I've obtained mercy. I'm a candidate of mercy. I receive mercy. I enjoy mercy. I live within the circumference of God's mercy. Blameless means without flow, without any flow. The scripture, how can I be without flow? In Christ, you are without flow. Hallelujah. To be holy and what? And blameless. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, TPT. Colossians 1 21. Quickly to look at the blameless. It says he has chosen us to be what to be blameless. Blameless means without any flow at all without any flow yes yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes okay amen so the word will dwell in his presence and for you to dwell in his presence, it means that you must have, you must be what? You must be flawless. You must be without blame. Verse 22. Did you read? Yes. And now. Uh-huh. Wait. Stop. There's what? There's nothing between you and the father. Do you understand that? He has brought you to a position where there is no hindrance in your relationship with him. Hallelujah. Continue He sees you as what? As what? Holy, flawless, and restored. Hallelujah. For God to interact with you, he must interact with the perfect being. Amen? Say, I am perfect in Christ. I am perfect. Our perfection is a perfection that has been given to us as a result of our union with Christ. God does not want any hindrance in our relationship with him. Therefore, he has to find a way of making us perfect and accepted, flawless. By imputing in us the perfection of Christ. By identifying us with Christ. This blessing is for those who are born again. I've said this and I keep saying this. If you are not born again, you are not a partaker of this blessing. The best you can have is material things in this life and that is all but you are not you are not you're not you're not a partaker of this this eternal blessing this this eternal riches in christ this sense of blamelessness this sense of peace that is eternal you there's no this reconciliation between you and your creator it is reserved specifically for those who are united with christ through faith those who trust in, in his death, his resurrection and ascension. Those who have come to terms and have accepted the facts of what Christ has done for humanity. So if you are here and you want to be a partaker of this, 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 this election that God has elected us. Then you have to put your trust in Jesus. And receive the life of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now to summarize this for us as we close. The understanding of these blessings of election should lead the believer to what? To thanksgiving and worship. Amen? That should be the result of this knowledge. That should be the result of this experience. That you come to know that you've been chosen by God, not of your own works, not of your own doings. It should result to what? To worship. And worship is not only what we do here, but your life must be a life of worship to God. And thanksgiving. Understanding the blessing of election should comfort and encourage the believer. It should comfort you what, and encourage you. The comfort could be because of the circumstances around you. The things that are happening in the physical realm around you. The persecution, the trials, the, 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 the difficulty you face in the physical. The understanding of election should bring comfort to your heart. And even in our failure and our shortcomings the understanding of his eternal election should do what? Should comfort and encourage us to continue in the journey of faith. A man who does not know this concept of election is a man who will struggle to live to please God. We have been chosen to proclaim his excellencies. Be holy and blameless before him and bear fruit. Hallelujah. It compares humility in us because we realize that we are, that there is absolutely nothing in us that can commence us to God and we can do nothing to merit his gracious salvation. So understanding that your election is by grace should induce humility. You don't begin to look at yourself above other believers. You don't begin to look at yourself as more special than others. The love of God for us is equal. Amen? There's no special love that is for Pastor Emmanuel and a different kind of special love that is what? For pastor, Pastor Chidi. No, 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 no. Don't think that way. It's perception that differs. Therefore, our experiences. Hallelujah. If you grow in knowledge, you will understand that God equally loves you the way he loves your neighbor. Do you know that God loved you as he loved the unbeliever? For God so loved what? The believers? For God so loved the world that he gave. So God's love is not conditional to you being his son alone. He loved the entire world. Hallelujah. So if the most reckless sinner you know today. Turn and say I accept this life. He enjoys the same quality of love that the father has shown towards you. So do you know what that should bring you to? Humility. Amen. You must look at people as a, anyone you see, even the worst sinner you see on the street, see him as a candidate of God's love and mercy. Therefore, you can place value in him because he's also a candidate of God's love and his mercy. It is a motivation to remain steadfast in godly living. Hallelujah. When you understand this love, it will motivate you. To continue in righteousness. To continue in the life of holiness. To continue in Righteous living. Hallelujah. You are holy. Therefore you should live a life. Of holiness. You are already made righteous. Therefore you can live right. You have been made blameless before the Father. Therefore, you can live a blameless life. Amen. It's not the other way around. You are trying to please God, so that God will accept and elect you. No. I asked somebody, I said, in the concept of rapture, we call rapture. I said, if right now, Jesus returns, we are caught up Oh, let's okay the trumpet sound right and then the scent are uh, taken up right will you be part of that caravan a believer in church say well you know it's God that knows you know we've we've all seen and we are falling short of the glory of God know we are all sinners i said me i'm not a sinner amen i say in case we are caught up and then you went to a place you didn't see me just know that you went to the wrong place hallelujah you must be confident of where you are and where you're going that's what i want you to know don't allow nobody to guilt trick you out of god's provision for you he has loved you eternally You are not living to make heaven. You are already in heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven is not a journey. It is a destination that we have already reached. We are there. Amen. We are there. We are there already. Hallelujah. We are there already. Say I am there already. I am in heaven already. So live without consciousness.